Hello and welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, leave a five-star review. Derek, you're not Cherson Sussell. What are you doing I here? I am not. I'm, I'm here, I guess, to just scream and yell about the Cardinals losing games like everybody else, I suppose. Oh, well, we, we appreciate it. In all seriousness, uh, Derek <laughs> opted to join with us. Cheerson was in actually Pottsville yesterday, uh, the home of the rightful 1925 NFL champions. Um, and now something has come up that's pre- prevented her from returning today. So that infamous Pottsville curse lives on and we, we live to fight another day. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this one bit, Johnny. I, no. I know this is, this is feeling a little bit too close to home. I don't need her bringing this curse uh, anywhere close to us. Yes. Uh, hopefully she's okay. Send her some good vibes on social media. <laughs> we hope to see her soon, but in all seriousness, thank you so much, Derek, my good friend here on the PHNX Cardinal podcast. And you know, you mentioned you don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of something else. And that's the continued dialogue surrounding this Arizona Cardinal team that has subsequently lost three games in route to uh, a pretty heavy underdog matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, it's it's funny. We haven't really heard much from the Cardinals, uh, certainly posed to the media, since that Christmas Day loss to the depleted Indianapolis Colts. But, Derek, we did hear from Kyler Murray today, and he had a couple interesting talking points with regard to the criticism that's currently facing this team. Nobody's been looking forward to the playoffs or anything like that. I just think we just got to execute. We got to be better. You know, individually, everybody's got to be better. Um, you go watch the film. It's not It's not far off. Uh, you know, people are making dramatic you know, statements and all this stuff about the team. I mean, it's not, uh, there's nothing, nothing crazy that needs to be done. It's just everybody's got to do their job. Everybody's got to be a little bit better. Um, you know, stop, stop turning the ball over. Stop, you know, making mistakes, penalties, and stuff like that. We'll be fine. You mentioned Kyler. Nothing crazy. You don't think needs needs to be done, and it's just those plays here and there. Sometimes those plays happen in wins, and they kind of get overlooked. Do you think that they sometimes get magnified in losses uh, because you, a team wasn't able to overcome some of those mistakes that that happen even in victories? Oh yeah, I mean for sure. There's tons of people out there that don't have a clue what they're talking about. They don't. I mean, when you win, um, you know all that stuff gets swept on the rug. Uh, so like I said last year, I mean we were winning, um, and you know we were still doing some of those same things, and then we start losing, and everybody started pointing them out, and then and then you know everybody's talking bad about us. So it's the same. I mean this year, um, you got to do the little things right. I mean no, no matter what you're doing in life. I mean, um, but again. Uh, yeah, people are people don't have a clue, but you know, if you watch the film, you know what you're looking at. It's not far off. We're we're not far off. Well, I've watched the film, and I've watched them in person, and I can say that they, at least to my amateur eye, do not look close, especially after they had their doors beaten off by the Detroit Lions. But Derek. How do you respond to those Kyler Murray comments? I I think it's a bit defensive, obviously, about the team. I think he is right about some of that stuff being magnified. It doesn't help to say people don't know what they're talking about. We're all watching these games. We see what's going on. This Cardinals team has been, you know, uh, depleted by injuries, but the Colts team that this defensive line couldn't get any penetration against 
basically had their entire offensive line out or most of it, right? So all yeah. teams are hampered right now by injuries. All teams are going through that point uh, in week 14, week 15. You know, this is that time of the year where it turns out, it, it turns from a sprint into a marathon. You can come out of the gate as fast as you want, but you need to make it to the end of the season. There, There is some things for this Cardinals team that I think people overlook. Uh, Rodney mm-hmm. Hudson, I think, is a huge miss, right? So, I mean, it's it, you you can't say enough about what he did for this offensive line in the beginning yeah. of the year and how much they've missed him with him out. But it, it even came down to Andy Lee, right? It even came down to the holder uh, for, for the field goals. Uh, and you could blame whoever you want, but you know, obviously they were pointing out the whole laces in thing and stuff that, like that that was going on. Colt McCoy, the first time ever holding for a kicker. So there there were a lot of, I think, you know, bad injuries and things like that, missing personnel that led to them losing most of these games. But again, the other teams have lost lots of people too. Like when yeah. they played the Rams and, you know, they were facing a Rams team that was depleted by COVID again, they seemed to have the edge there when it came to personnel and they still lost that game. Yeah, and I think to Kyler's point, you know, he mentioned penalties, and I don't, I, I know what he was trying to say, but I, I don't think it came off complimentary of this organization and the staff when he's like, well, we, we were making these mistakes, you know, earlier this year, but we were winning, yeah. and he even kind of alluded <laughs> to last year, hey, we were making these mistakes last year in the first yeah. half, but we were winning. How about just don't make those mistakes? How about play good, clean football? like the Colts did, who didn't have a penalty through the first half, right? They, they can win sometimes with subpar offensive line and quarterback play because they're so well coached. For for me, it was so refreshing earlier this season when we saw them go to Hugh, or excuse me, go to Cleveland and go to Seattle and go to San Francisco and win, the, win their games as underdogs in part because, yes, they're talented, but they also were in, incredibly well coached in those games and more so ever before – following this team during the Kingsbury era, those those games gave me hope that at the end of the season, when everybody was back, when Kyler Murray was back, this team would hit a stride because Kingsbury's gotten over the hill as an elite head coach. He's done making those mistakes. And now we're just, we're making excuses for like re- regressions and penalties. The game that they played against the Detroit Lions and then subsequently some of the effort that I saw against the Colts it was preseason level of inexecution. And there's a lot of chatter on social media right now about Cliff Kingsbury, great on script, great schemer, but as the season progresses, certainly and then in games, he is not able to make the necessary adjustments to be able to finish strong. And so until that's remedied, I think these questions are, are going to remain. And I, Kyler is in a difficult spot right now because he has not played well since his return from injury, you know, sans the really the game in Detroit or excuse me, the game in Chicago. And then you think about, he missed three games before that. I mean, he was the MVP of the league before his injury and they, they were the bell of the ball in the NFL. And now it really just feels like a house of cards that could fall at any moment. And it, it just, to me, it's got to get fixed and fixed fast because you're not going to be able to fix it against the elites in the playoffs. That's that's exactly it. Now is not the time to fix it. But now, it technically now is, right? These next two games are their opportunity right. to try to fix things. When you talk about Cliff and his coaching, uh, I believe we have a man that appears on the show that got a tattoo 
uh, based yes. on the fact that yes. he was such an elite coach, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a combination of now there's enough there's enough footage of Cliff and his coaching schemes out there. Yeah. And when when they do something to adapt to his coaching, he doesn't do anything to then try to change it up or or you know do it have a different game plan. The most frustrating thing is when things weren't working in the first quarter and you s- still see them trying it in the fourth. Don't get me wrong. There's there's going to be stuff that that uh, you know gets figured out, and you're still going to hammer it. You're still going to try to do it. But like I, one thing that's concerning to me is, especially with Kyler, it seems like teams are doing a great job of suffocating him, uh, yeah, and, and keeping him from being able to make a lot of those quick passes that he you know that he was able to make early on in the season. Just a lot of those things where when the play did break down, Kyler was able to at least adjust and kind of go into like a freestyle form of play and 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 find a receiver or, or at least gain some positive yardage you're not seeing that nearly as much anymore it feels like and you're mm-hmm. seeing a lot more batted balls and things like that at the line that really just make it feel like like teams are figuring kyler out a bit more too that fourth quarter against indianapolis you know they had the the touchdown antoine wesley and you're like okay it's 13 12 you know, they have the healthier roster. They're at home. They'll put this game away. And then the offense literally did the bare minimum the rest of the game. And yeah. those, like, last two or three possessions offensively, look, they just had no sense of urgency or rhythm. And it's like, I know the, the Colts are well coached, but they don't have Darius Leonard. I just, they're, they are not as close as at least they're making it out to be with the public. If they had lost a couple, you know, there are teams that battle their ass off and lose on last second field goals every week. And, and it's just an unfortunate part of the NFL. The Cardinals, sure. I mean, they, they were not particularly close against the Rams. They got blown out by Detroit. And then, you know, that game was over on Christmas day, mid fourth quarter, early fourth quarter. Um, so, I mean, unless we see something drastic, it just, it's, we don't want to harp on same old Cardinals. And I, I want people to feel positive and, and feel good about where this team can still go. And the good sure. news is, is when they're at their best, they're amongst the best, if not the best team in the NFL. We saw that early on. They just, they're going to have to get over a hill that they have not shown that they're capable of during the Kingsbury era. And Kyler Murray, especially, we need to be lifted, but we can also be lifted using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Derek, have yes. you had a chance to look at the line for Sunday's game against Dallas? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I don't think that they're that much of an underdog against Dallas, but. Honestly, I, I'm staying away from it. I have no idea what's going to happen in yeah. this game. And if anything, I'm I'm probably going with Dallas. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I don't mean to say that here on a Cardinals podcast. But, it, you know, it's kind of like the D-backs, right? They, the, the injuries, at some point, you have to acknowledge it. And when you start looking yeah. at the Cardinals and saying their best players, including Kyler, have been injured recently, it's hard not to say that this team is in a difficult position, at least right now. Luckily, they're going to make the playoffs, and and hopefully they can get healthier and and put a few things together between now and then. But uh, this game against Dallas, I'm just not I'm not super you know, positive about. Yeah, you know, the last time I remember them being an underdog, it was at Seattle uh, the night before Kyler Murray got announced by Adam Schefter. He wasn't going to play. I, I ran over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and put $100 on the Seahawks. Because I thought, you know, the Cardinals have been playing well, but there's no way Seattle's going to allow Colt McCoy to walk into their building and beat him, and that's exactly what happened. So maybe I need to put $100 down on the on the Dallas Cowboys to get the reverse jinx. I'll swallow $100 to be able to get a Cardinal W. But, you know, in all seriousness, you use the promo code PHNX. 
you don't have to bet $100. You can bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score using the promo code PHNX. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, 21 or over, Arizona-only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. So Derek has on maybe my favorite shirt that we're currently selling that I haven't had a chance to, to get my hands on. That Diamondback shirt with your hat combination looks looks fire, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I love this shirt. Love this logo. I love all of our stuff over at phnxlocker.com. And it sounds like such a shill for me who, who works for this website to be saying that. Yeah. But let me tell you, that's all that's in my drawer right now. These shirts are comfortable. They're awesome looking. I can't tell you. The Gorilla shirt? Oh, man. The Gorilla shirt, I can't tell you how many compliments I get that. And and also the uh, the the specific, your guys' logo, the the Cardinal on the football logo. People love that one as it's well. It's a good one. They yeah. do, Yeah. I'm waiting to bust out the shirt you have on now and scoop it before spring training, but that doesn't mean you should do that. Uh, I exactly. have many, many other shirts that I have to wear out here in the short term. Most notably, a lot of my football shirts, right? I do host yep. a football show, but if you love what we're doing here and you want to help support us on this journey, become a member of the family today and you're going to get a shirt like that. You can actually get that shirt if you want or many of our others via the PHNX Locker or uh, using your first month. Um, of your membership, or you can pay just 50 cents, depending on which option you choose. And you can head to phnxlocker.com today and pick up any sticker pack, which are fantastic. God, Derek, I, I know your laptop's packs. got a bunch of them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, just, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> you can scoop those up for five bucks or grab any shirt for just $29.99. You're going to be the envy of all your friends, but check out all that more PHNX Locker uh, or go phnx.com, sign up for the membership. You sign up for the year. You get a free T-shirt. What's better than that? Well, I can tell you that somebody who's pretty good at what he does, AT&T Stadium, Kyler Murray is better. He is 7-0 and all-time where the Dallas Cowboys play. And there's just there's good juju there. AT&T Stadium is just 41 miles from Murray's hometown of Allen, Texas. He went 5-0 and in high school, uh, including three state championships in that building. Uh, he's 1-0 there in college. I couldn't tell you. I believe it was the Oklahoma Big 12 championship game. So there's 6-0. And then he's 1-0 so far there in the NFL, of course, last year against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. So, Derek, does he get to 8-0 this Sunday? Ooh. I'll tell you, the, the biggest X factor there is, is his center being back. I think that's going to do a lot for this team. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm still skeptical. I'm still kind of on the fence when it comes to, um, you know, some of this, uh, some of the, you know, injuries, uh, AJ green has not been playing well lately. And I just, I think, unfortunately Dallas right now is, is really clicking. So Cardinals update, uh, in the chat says, do the shirts run small, like a Nike dry fit or true to size? I would say they're, they're true to size, but they almost feel dry fit-esque because the material is so high. I actually, I work out in mine. Uh, I go, you can go for a jog. They're like this shirt that I have on, I, I've had it for forever. It's the Kyler Murray Heisman shirt. I like it. It is heavy, 100% cotton, right? I can yeah. do very minimal in this shirt, whereas Derek's <laughs> shirt is, yeah. you hear that term breathable and it maybe makes you want to throw up. No, it's actually yeah. a breathable, lightweight shirt. It's soft um, style. It's soft style, yes. and it's wonderful. I uh, 
kind of started wearing these shirts not too long ago. It does run true to size. I would say if anything, yeah. it's 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 pretty true to size. Maybe maybe just a scotch small, but not really. I mean, I've washed these a couple of times and they just fit perfectly. That's what I know. Like you said, they're not those uh, Gildan heavy weight tees. Like Johnny can't even stand That's up from I'm his wrong. chair right now. I can't. He's it's too heavy. I can't pick my that. I can't pick my body up. He's so tired um, of wearing it. But thank you for that question, Cardinals update Absolutely. front of the program. Um, yeah, you know, for me, it's, it's funny, right? We, we go from, we have, I feel like we have this conversation every year and I, I do think Kyler streak is unfortunately snapped this season. I don't think he gets to eight. No, but it's like, how can Kyler Murray be like a, a, almost an MVP lock at midpoint in the season. And now we've got folks here in late December questioning whether or not he is a franchise quarterback. I don't, I don't know how that works. It's crazy. Other People than... are so they're so hot and cold. It's such a it's such yeah. a dramatic shift, right? I mean, as if injuries and other things didn't turn this into what it is. Kyle, I, I will say that, yeah, maybe from the standpoint that Kyler Murray has enough, like again, enough tape out there, enough games that people can watch footage and find some flaws in his game or possibly ways to stop him. I just think that really what's stopping him right now is himself. I, you know, people talk about his comments, right? What do you expect him to go up there and say, Hey, we suck right now, or I'm not very confident in this team. That's just not how that dude's wired. He's not going to say things like that. That's not going to, that, that he doesn't even feel that even if that's the case, he truly feels like he can go into any game himself and impact that game enough to make his team win. And I, I will say that uh, at some point, yes, injuries and lack of personnel. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is is such a good receiver that it really is understated how much he took away from the defense and left other guys open. DeAndre Hopkins didn't need to catch a ball to impact the game, but his hit, missing him is so huge for this team and all the other components now that uh, all the other pieces, all the other weapons Kyler Murray has. I, I kind of agree with you, and I hate to say it, but I just I think right now again the Dallas Cowboys are just playing at a really high level. I think they're playing yeah. well coached football, and I think that's going to come down. I think that will be the deciding factor in this game. They're a more complete team. They're trending up, and you know who knows the Cardinals and, and Murray may surprise us. I do think Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback. I think he has absolutely exceeded expectations since he went first overall to a lot of people didn't even think he he belonged in the NFL given his size, which is ludicrous now. But I, to me, I feel like he can be a little bit of a, a victim of his own success because so early he was anointed as a top five quarterback. And I don't think he's quite there yet. I think he's firmly a top 10 quarterback. And I think he's probably a, a quality postseason run or completion of start to finish a complete season from getting there. Um, but we rush, we rush to put him with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and now Josh Allen and, and even somebody like Lamar. I think Kyler is, he's in that next tier and there's nothing wrong with that. The Cardinals have gone, goodness, almost the length of the entire, their entire existence without having a young franchise quarterback to tout. For me, it just, at the end of the day, I think that he and Cliff are sometimes too dependent on the big play. And we watched them open up against Indianapolis, and it was the short, quick passes and running the football, and they moved the ball pretty consistently. I think this offense needs to evolve without DeAndre Hopkins. And then, as Alex points out, you know, missing Rondell Moore, that hurts as well. Um, I think that this should become, at least the remainder of this season, a run-heavy team. 
And then yeah. when you're asking Kyler Murray to make plays with his feet and throw the ball from the pocket, it almost comes as a surprise because they can run the ball effectively with Chase Edmonds and James Conner, and they need to keep their defense off the field. The defense for me equally is disappointing. They have not played well lately. The Cardinals can be a force to be reckoned with when they commit to the run. And and yeah. that's on Cliff to not have a, a plan post-half to run the football effectively. And I think Kyler Murray likes to run the football. So if if you're asking me like how I would remedy this team and get Kyler Murray back to playing turnover-free, mistake-free football, give him a run game that supports him, that, that keeps the pocket clean. You can run on this Dallas team. Um, you can run on the Seahawks at the last week of the season. I would say, and it's really what kind of changed so many people want to compare to the 08 team. The trajectory of that 08 team was because they went back to Edron James the last two or three weeks of the season and they ran the football. And then they came out and ran the football against Atlanta and Carolina and Philadelphia. The Cardinals should commit to that because right now trying to replicate this offense without Hopkins and then to a lesser extent, you compromise Rondell Moore. It's, it's not going to get it done. I, you know, I think the, the one thing there is like, you talk about Kyler Murray uh, being an MVP, right? I, I just can't help but look at the way this team kind of fell apart the minute that Kyler Murray did get injured and, and wasn't a hundred percent any longer. Right. Yeah. They still won some games and, and everything, but you're, the, the run game thing is the most infuriating during this yeah. lack of success over the last few weeks, their run game has disappeared. Uh, yeah. And I know, I know they were without chase and I know James Conner was banged up and I know they had limited options. I just think chase was looked really fresh in that game against the he Colts and it still didn't seem like they were utilizing him as much as they were going to, or, or, or as much as they should. Peter's got some great insight in the chat. Kyler isn't going to say anything about the O-line that that's also all conference and pass pro also heavy reliance on digging out of third and longs on offense. Just they yeah. aren't going anymore. And then he, there's he, too he many of them. Up. Yeah. Third and longs have been a weakness of this offense since the beginning. Uh, I agree with that. I also think that they got away with a lot of sloppy play early on. If you go back and watch the games against Minnesota and then even at times first touchdown of the season against the Titans to DeAndre Hopkins, they're, they're converting unsustainable third downs of third yes. and 10 plus yards. Yeah. And it was, it was exciting because they were, they were hitting on the big plays, but the offense hasn't evolved. And it's just like cliff, you, you can't be over relying on your skill players, you know, every week to be able to bail out a scheme that right now is not good enough. So I think when we get really good cliff is when he's just, he has an, in even an equal balance of running the football. And we haven't seen that um, Cardinals update. I think a conversation you have to have is do you pay him, meaning Kyler, a Josh Allen's or Mahomes 40 plus million dollar a year extension? Well, I would have said in October, absolutely. I would have said he and Cliff and Kime and Vance Joseph are all signing new deals and getting paid a boatload of money in February. Now, if you ask me that, especially with where the season is trending, I think they're going to pick up Kyler Murray's fifth-year option, and then of, of everybody, I think he will be re-signed. Um, but I also think that you know you're going to have to wait another year on Cliff. He'll probably be a lame duck coach next year, assuming that you know, barring a complete collapse or a lengthy postseason run. Right now, it's something in the middle. But I, I don't, I couldn't pay Kyler Murray forty million dollars a year right now. Not, not that he can't finish the season on a high note. We, his December record is what it is, Derek. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it comes down to that. That's that's the one talking point that Kyler 
and Cliff both need to kind of overcome is this thought that their second half of their season fizzles out and they just can't be effective. Um, but it's it really at this point they're in the playoffs, right? So yeah, no, no matter what hashtags people want to do or petitions want to people want to fill out allegedly, uh, I the Cardinals aren't going anyway. They're going to be in the playoffs. They, so I, yeah, I can't they could wait sit out these next two weeks. Yeah, yeah, they could say we're just not going to play in these next two weeks. We'll see you January whatever fifteenth, sixteenth, and um, that's inevitably what they're going to be judged on because I think. I think the ship has sailed on the division, unfortunately. Alex, Alex asks a follow-up. What is the impact of Marshall Wilson? Should he not be able to play this week? Well, it sounds like he's out. Um, and they were they tried to sh- sign Brashad Breland, and then Brashad Breland got COVID. Uh, they still anticipate signing the ex-Viking, but they're going to wait until he can pass a COVID test. Um, I would imagine. It's all bad. It's all bad right yes. now. <laughs> uh, and it's not like Dallas has good wideouts. <clears throat> yeah. I think what they'll end up doing is Jalen Thompson's going to play some corner. And they're going to uh, – Hamilton from the uh, – he's not from the practice squad. He's a depth guy. Special teamer is going to play a lot. It's going to be on Byron Murphy and Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker to carry that weight. because I mean, it's, it's a position they didn't invest a lot in anyway. And then you lose two of your three starting corners in Alford and Wilson. It's, it's difficult. Uh, I will say, I mean, like I can't trust Cliff anymore with injuries. So if Marco Wilson doesn't play this week, who's to say he ever comes back? That's just they're just vague with their injuries, but he's yeah. according to Cliff, he's day to day as is Rondell Moore uh, and Jordan Phillips. All bad, as Derek said, but you know what's not bad here with us on gophnxsports.com as well as our YouTube page. If you haven't already, subscribe, hit that like button, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and more. You can listen to myself, Derek. You can listen to his phenomenal podcast with he and Jesse previewing. I I want to say like. Winter warmups kind of esque signings, but the lockout, man, when is that it's, sucker going to end? It, it sucks. And I think the biggest problem with it is there doesn't seem to be any sense of urgency on baseball's part, the owners, uh, the union to, to get a deal done. They're not even going to talk again until the new year. They took the holiday season off. Uh, because who cares? It's locked out, right? So uh, yeah. there was this, there was a crazy uh, free agency period that kind of happened right before the lockout because teams knew this was inevitable and it was coming. Uh, but now, you know, we're kind of in this weird, you know, phase where baseball, which is a sport that's already losing popularity, uh, doesn't yeah. seem to understand the sense of urgency about not no, having yet another down, but... delay. You know, it's incredible. Well, buckle up because when and if, if and when, when They'll be the back. Lockout I promise. Ends. I promise. Yes. At some point, uh, Derek and Jesse and our Diamondbacks team are going to be—they're going to be working wire to wire, folks, because the season's not too far off. Uh, and the Diamondbacks got to sign some players before then, right? So check all that and more. GoPHNX.com. Uh, a couple more questions in the chat. Cardinals update: Would be fun to see Simmons play slot and pass rusher like College. I think you're going to get your wish, in part not only because of Marco Wilson's absence, but. Uh, it's looking like Devon Kennard, the backup to Marcus Golden, also has COVID. So you got to think Chandler Jones will not be tested again because I believe when you get a positive test, you're out. You don't get tested for 90 days. Um, so Chandler's good to go. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because Aaron Rodgers said that. So Chandler had COVID in October and missed some time. So he is going to play. Devon Kennard, Marcus, Marcus Golden are out, presumably. Isaiah Simmons in. At outside rush linebacker, um, whether or not he's going to play corner, I think more than likely you could see him shadow the tight end. But 
Um, we'll see. Be interesting. Peter, can we take a minute, a uh, moment to appreciate how many times the Cardinals playing against players that magically test positive a couple days after they play? Yeah. Them? Yeah, that's uh, a bit infuriating as well. Almost as infuriating yeah. as the way they abandoned the run game, but not quite. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's it's like we just missed it by one day. How's that? Possible? But you know what? Like there was, there's no excuse against the Colts. They didn't have a team. No, it was I know. barely. It was Carson Wentz and a bunch of you know John and Taylor and a bunch of misfits, and they still beat the Cardinals. So I don't know. I feel like I honestly feel like with this team, if there is a magic elixir, it is down and out. We're disrespected us against the world. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. So I can't, I think that's, I, I think that's how Kyler plays. I think that's how yeah. Kyler's played his entire career being an undersized guy. That's truly mm -hmm. talented and wins a lot. You, you gotta imagine that this guy has played the majority of his career with people telling him he can't, he can't do this or that. And that chip on his shoulder might be a driving force. It might be a driving force for this entire team. I just, it felt like, it felt like once there was this talk about like, being undefeated at one point this season which is yeah. kind of laughable now looking back on it it felt like there was just too much pressure on this team already i was in chicago and i asked cliff kingsbury about being undefeated on the road and winning every game by double, double digits and i'm like what is what is going on and that 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 time i think they were 10 and 2 yeah. and he was just elated and now 3 weeks later they're 10 and 5 they've lost control of their division and and Things are not going well, but uh, we appreciate your your question. <laughs> one mildly infuriating Only thing one at a time, time. Johnny. I agree with yes. Peter. Yes. Uh, we appreciate your, your questions and comments in the chat. We also got some questions from you, the fans, on the Twitter streets, twitter.com, in our Bird Gang Blitz mailbag. We asked you guys to come up with some preloaded questions that Derek and I could discuss today ahead of the PHNX Cardinal podcast. Derek, my man, got those questions. Yes, we do. Let's go. Hey, look, look, it's Cardinals update. Cardinals also update. In, hey, hey. In the mailbag and in the <laughs> comments. This is an excellent question because I think it is top of mind for everybody. If the Cardinals lose out and are one and done in the playoffs, do you come back next year with the same GM head coach or you play it through 2022 when both contracts are up for a new deal? Derek, I know the answer to this, at least my answer. What is yours? Uh, I guess my being in the position that I am covering the Arizona Diamondbacks, I have unfortunately allowed the coaches to have more time. And I think that it, it's it, I don't feel like it's as dramatic as that, that they need to be fired if this team goes one and done. The reason why I say that is I just I think Cliff has proven that, you know, he can coach at a at. Uh, this level at a professional level, yeah. right? I don't think that there's a doubt about that. You could you could definitely question whether he's a, a, a great coach. I wouldn't say he's that, but I will say that he's done a very good job at coaching in the NFL. And, and I just don't feel like you can immediately abandon it because of the way that the second half of the season goes. I, I personally feel like they have done a better job at acquiring talent and putting guys in a position. I don't know if that's more on Kime or if that's more on DeAndre Hopkins for his ability to recruit guys. It feels like Hopkins has done more to recruit guys for this yeah. team than the GM. But I mean, right now, I think they sit in a good, uh, an amazing position as far as the talent they do have, whether they're injured or not. They do have uh, the practically uh, a Pro Bowl team, you know, with Ertz yeah. and and DeAndre Hopkins and you know Chandler and, and Watts and all these guys, right? So. I, I would like to see them get another shot at it if things don't 
go the way. I, I felt like at the beginning of the season, our expectations were tempered and we would have been happy just to know that they would have made the playoffs this season. And then they had such a run of success that our expectations get so high that now we're talking about firing people just based on the fact that if we don't go and win the whole thing in the in the playoffs or, you know, at least go deep in the playoffs. For me, it's the blowing of the division of the Rams when you I mean, they, the Cardinals could go. Listen to this, Derek. They could they could end the season 11 and six or even 12 and four. And they could go five and one in the, the NFC West, and they'll still lose the division if the Rams win these next two weeks. And the Cardinals, they, they blew that stranglehold. I don't think anybody's getting fired of the head coach-GM combo. Certainly Kime. Kime has a million lives, and he just put together his right. best offseason in some time. I And I think Cliff, I think Michael Bidwell is historically very patient. Um, they just got done paying Steve Wilkes, so I don't – think they want to now write checks to Cliff Kingsbury in the unemployment line. Yeah. My guess would be if they lose out, specifically also if the defense doesn't play well, and they haven't been playing well, Vance Joseph would unfortunately maybe be the sacrificial lamb. And I'm not even 100% confident on that. But I, I do think that you could cite miscommunication, difference of philosophy, specifically, and it, this pairs perfectly with our next question as it relates to the lack of playing time for both Isaiah Simmons and, and Xavier Collins. So if I oh, had to guess of somebody who would be fired, it would be Vance Joseph. And um, yeah, to me, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime would be back next year, uh, assuming that they could take the next step. Because what you can't deny is they've gone from five wins to eight wins to 10 and counting wins. So it just can they can they remain a, a consistent playoff team? They would have to be able to do that. But I think both are back. Yep. yep. All right. Next question. Coach VS, please discuss the there you go, the Zavin Collins situation. Joseph said last week he was a backup. Then he played Joe Walker, journeyman Joe Walker, 30 <laughs> snaps when Simmons was out and Collins never got in. Bizarre handling of him ever since he was drafted. Thank you for that question, Coach V. Uh, Derek, do you have any thoughts on Zavin Collins? I don't. I, I want to know from you because I I think I said this on Twitter. I literally said, is, is, is he still good at playing football? I don't understand how somebody that you drafted in the first round and had all of this talk about his versatility and, and like all these different parts of him that like made him like this beast. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's attitude. I don't know if it's his ability to know plays. I don't get why this guy isn't getting more playing time. Um, but I haven't seen him really failing when he has gotten the few opportunities he's gotten. I just think he hasn't been, I mean, maybe he hasn't had the impact. Uh, I feel like this is more of an internal thing. I feel like this is something that we might not even know because this, this is something with the coaching or with his ability to, to, you know, grasp a playbook. I just, I don't know what's going on with him. It's so bizarre because with the Simmons situation last year, number one, Isaiah Simmons, by the end of the year, he's playing a lot more. Um, but part of the reason I think that they at least sold it to the to the public, the narrative that he was spending time on the bench was because, number one, didn't get an offseason because of COVID. Number two, he played, as we mentioned earlier, so many different positions at, at Clemson. That transition to inside linebacker, three down inside linebacker, was somewhat foreign to him, right? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. I, can, I can swallow that. But then now... Zavin Collins was supposed to be ready-made and ready to go. 
and I watched the red and white scrimmage that they had. He was a starter. He was making plays in the backfield. He was playing at, at spurts sometime earlier this year. To me, it's a couple of different things. So number one is as long as Jordan Hicks is on this team, you, you're going to have to forcibly remove Jordan Hicks from this team or Vance Joseph is going to play him. That's it. Bottom line. He trusts Jordan Hicks. He, he does not trust any of these other inside linebackers. So that's number one. And Jordan's and had Jordan, a nice year. Jordan, he wanted a trade, right? I yeah. Mean, based well, on well, the way time, things were trending. Basically, yeah. If you ask Vance Joseph, Vance Joseph didn't want to get rid of him. It was Steve Kime saying, we've got these two young prospects, back-to-back first-round inside linebackers. We need to play them. So Jordan, go find a trade. And nobody did. And I, I would argue it's worked out for the best for the Cardinals. But sure. this is great. in relation to, to Joe Walker. And that is the more frustrating part, especially like last week against against the Colts. He gives up that big conversion to the tight end on third yeah, down. Absolutely. Why are you losing with backups and journeymen and not playing the 16th overall pick? Zavin Collins was the Buckus Award winner, won every acolyte imaginable, albeit at, at Tulsa, but was a three-down player. You would think the – especially with the fact that he was an academic All-American, like – yeah, his transition may not be perfect because he didn't play in the SEC, but like, let guys grow into the role. Vance can't do that. And if there's an indictment of Vance, that's it. Um, Cardinals update throws in. Xavier has the best run grade defense of anyone on the defense. Um, I've got his pro football focus numbers up now, and they're limited because his playing time is limited, but he's right. So he's, his run defense is just under 70, which would be far and away the best of all the Cardinal linebackers. Um, I, people... Didn't like the pick when it happened. I would argue that if you go back and look at that draft, the top 15 played out basically exactly how everybody thought. And so the Cardinals were in a position where it's either let's trade down and get more picks or let's take what we believe is the best player. And I I still think he's got a bright future with this team. Yeah. I almost feel like, though, a conversation, the, the, Vance, the Vance Joseph Jordan Hicks thing is it is what it is at this point. Playing Joe Walker over Xavier Collins and the results we've seen, it's unacceptable. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury or if I'm Steve Kime, I would have to intervene. I would have already intervened. Yeah. Peter says, you guys carry you you carry the guys that built the team, the coaching staff that put them to use. Recent disappointment There's no reason to cut your noses off to spite your face. I, I'm with you. I think they've had enough positives. Uh, bring everybody back and then just try to refortify. Uh, Ryan asks, is Zavin a hothead or something? Do you get benched for something like that? You think we would have heard, I think we would have heard about that by now. Yeah, that's, that's the point. That's the point that I was trying to make is like, that's almost what it feels like. But again, even if someone doesn't have the greatest attitude, I I would say that they would still get some playing time. Like I still wouldn't feel like you would do that specifically to harm your team when right now, they, they need to find some answers defensively, right? Yeah. They need some guys that are able to come in and make some great plays because they haven't been able to to do that. Uh, and they made right. It was fine so, early in the season when the defense was humming. It's like, yeah, okay, that's sure. we can swallow this. And then here's yeah. here here's a huge issue they have in the off season. You've taken back to back top sixteen picks, and you've gotten very little in return. I love Isaiah Simmons, but he. He has not become a Pro Bowl linebacker at this point. And when you're the eighth overall pick, the end of year two, I need to see that. And he's he's a he's a nice player. He is not elite. You know who's elite? Buda Baker's elite, right? 
yes. Kyler Murray at his best easily. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's what we need from, from Isaiah Simmons and at some point Zavian Collins or this team will regress. Absolutely. Yep. This is my favorite question, by the way, Johnny. Okay. In the Bird Gang Blitz. It's almost New Year's. <laughs> favorite alcoholic drink. Kick us off, my man. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm, my family and I were Puerto Rican, so a big tradition during the holiday season is like this, uh, like coconut milk based uh, eggnog uh, called Ooh. coquito, and it's one of those drinks that you make. Uh, I make, I make it in big batches, and I give it out Sounds during the great. holidays and stuff. It's fantastic. Plus, it, it seems to get better with time as the rum mixes in with the. Uh, it's basically like coconut milk and some, and. Uh, cinnamon and some concentrate oh, uh, like great. some evaporated milk and stuff it's it's a it's it's very much a uh like eggnog with a little bit of a pina colada twist to it but it's fantastic Ooh, right and up my alley yeah i love it and I, I know you're a big fan of pina coladas so i, I knew am, you'd be yeah. down with it so uh but yeah it's that and i again i uh i don't know i'm i'm a i'm a big champagne on new year's eve person oh of course uh, of course you know I, I tend to do it just for the for the cheersing and then after that point it's just how many more bottles of this stuff do we have? It goes down like candy, right? It goes, oh, absolutely. Uh, before I get well, to what about mess, you? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got let some, me we got get some questions. questions in here. Yeah. Oh, Peter says, rumor is that Zavin refused to go to brunch with Vance Joseph one Sunday ah. at the beginning of the season. He's been the doghouse ever, ever since. I yeah. want that to be true. Right. Um, but I love brunch, so who could pass up a brunch? Uh, exactly. Well, that like maybe that's what Vance though. Joseph is saying. Maybe Vance yeah. is like, how could you not come to brunch? There is there are a few things better on this earth than Sunday brunch in Scottsdale, where these players and these coaches live uh, in Paradise Valley. Uh, humble Rumble, we're struggling past passes and defense, drop passes and defense. I still believe, but 50-50? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we all agree. Like we we've seen them do it. That's the frustrating part. This is not this is not a team that lacks talent. This is a team that can't finish, and we don't know why yet. Why aren't they correcting these mistakes? Uh, Cardinals update. DJ Humphreys has regressed too. He has. He he was borderline elite last year. Should have made a Pro Bowl. Been very average this year. That's unfortunate. Uh, established of YouTube. Uh, it's unfair because it seems like the Cardinals are the only ones that bench their rookie linebackers. While we have Devin White, Micah Parsons, and many many more making an impact. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That is. I think players most, do. And you could make an argument outside of running back, the easiest position to translate to the NFL from college to pros is inside linebacker. They are so similar, right? And I get it with Simmons because he played everywhere. Collins was ready-made outside of his conference. But if you're taking a kid from Tulsa that high, you, you've got to think it translates. So yep. so play his ass. Great, um, great comment. Lastly, Alex says, is there bad blood between Kyle and Vance Joseph? Could be an ego battle. That's something we're going to do some digging on this offseason, Alex, to determine. But again, if the defense was playing well right now, I, I don't think it would be an issue. The defense got lit up in Detroit. They look like garbage against Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter. They could not get a single sack against Wentz with that offensive line. They had to send Buda Baker to manufacture pressure. I, the front seven needs an injection of youth and athleticism this offseason, specifically in their front four. Their defensive line is very average. And then I think Chandler Jones is on his way out. Daryl's asking, what happened to Brian Winters? So, um, Derek, Brian Winters was a veteran guard that they signed 
to basically start at right guard for them. And then he got hurt in the end of the preseason training camp, had to leave from the team and basically just retired. He was former teammates with Kelvin Beecham at, at, at with the Jets, um, journeyman player, but could have used him with the depth that they've had to had challenge this year. So Absolutely. yeah, that's what happened to Brian. All right. Well, I got to tell you my drink, don't I? That's right. Uh, so I like things that keep me awake um, okay. because I'm an old man. Uh, yes. So I like Red Bull vodkas. Um, Hell yes. And I also and I also like whiskey sours. Those are my two go tos. Red Bull vodkas are are necessary for me because I it, when, when I'm in a bar or, or an environment like that and I'm like around a bunch of people and it's like past ten o'clock, I need something. I need caffeine. Right. I, right. Because we're I, old people. I, yeah. Right. We go. We, we, we fall asleep. We fall asleep at right. eight thirty on the couch. We do not know these right. things of going out. I have friends that call me up and they say, Hey, you want to go out? It's nine 30 at night. That's when they want to leave the house. No, mm -hmm. it's insane. Absolutely. Uh, on new year's, are you, uh, with, with the family, do you stay in? What do you do for new year's? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we probably go for a walk in Maricopa, uh, yeah. beautiful Maricopa, <laughs> Arizona. Uh, it's nice. I don't leave for Dallas until late Saturday night. So I could spend Good. New Year's Eve with my with my wife and my kids, but no, I mean, options are limited. Should we like ever be able to get a sitter here? My wife and I would probably drive to Chandler or something, but sure. yeah, nothing nothing too crazy. We're I mean, we're old man. I'm gonna tell you, pro tip: make friends with some neighbors. I know it's not always easy. I know out in Maricopa, your neighbors might not be very close to you, but I also know that uh, making friends with our neighbors and staying at home and being able to walk yeah. across the street and you know love that you know that's it's the best and it really is the safest way to go about it so that's what we'll be doing for i feel like it's like the 10th consecutive year well we've got new construction all around us so i just need some 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 nice older folks to move into yes. their homes <laughs> there you go and then i can push my kids <laughs> off of them that's right uh, that's right ryan uh or youtube again says anybody miss d hop christian kirk needs to be talked about more be too because he still is a dis disappearing act and is dropping passes into his yeah. fourth year him and aj green they're both disappearing i don't understand what's happening to these guys uh, when when they need them the most i think kirk is who he is at this point uh if he gets a lot of targets i think he could be over a thousand yards but i i think he his role is best as a borderline number two can play like a high-end number two but is probably a high-end number three um and somebody's gonna pay him big money this offseason because when he flashes i mean he's he's really good aj green to me is just coming with age i mean we probably squeeze that orange as much as we can yeah and yeah goodness you talk about another position unit hopkins and rondell moore are the only two i can assure you that will be back next year and they'll probably have to get somebody else uh ryan asked to be honest i have some hope that the fact that we clinched the playoffs and the fact the cardinals are going to be underdogs to the cowboys by the media will take some pressure off of kyler sunday i think it's going to take yeah. pressure off the whole team ryan yeah. uh i think they're going to play uh their best game in this month stretch but i just i don't know if they have the horses to, to win against a hot dallas team but i'm with you i think at, they're in the playoffs they don't control their own destiny in the division i think they play loose We've got lots of questions. The defense is a problem <laughs> when the DBs are not playing at an unbelievable level. And I would also nice. double down on that Cardinals update. When the pass rush is non-existent, it is, a, it is very, very obvious that this defense can be shredded on. And so Chandler Jones 
He's going to have to carry that that water on Sunday against against a Dallas team that has so many weapons. I would be if Vance Joseph can keep this Dallas team under thirty points. That's a hell of a job. Shout out to Peter for giving us his drink choices. Uh, he wanted the context. I think of the situation. Is it cold outside? He, he's going with mold wine, which sounds great. If it's mm-hmm. warm, something chilly and a hollow pineapple. Cardinals fans, just the bottle. Just whiskey neat. Bring us and leave. Just leave the bottle. We're going to need that. Uh, shout out to Peter for that. Uh, and he also wants to know, is it time uh, to put Andy Isabella watch alert up? Um, I think YouTube, sa- <laughs> YouTube says it best. Isabella <laughs> snaps me when I jump off a cliff. Well, we're not, and not a cliff with a K. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I, w- I think we've seen the last of Andy Isabella playing any kind of meaningful snaps. And I think he will be, this is yep. his last two regular season games with the Cardinals. That experiment's over. They're going to trade him for pennies on the dollar, or they'll cut him outright, or he'll be packaged in, a, in another pick this offseason. Cardinals don't have a lot of day three picks, so I, I would imagine somebody could get Andy for relatively cheap this offseason. So that ship has sailed. Yep. Well, thank you so much for all the comments and questions in, in the chat. This has been a fun show, Derek, and I appreciate you hopping on last minute, my friend. No problem, but anytime. I'm always happy to come and voice my frustrations like I do on Twitter uh, about the Cardinals. It's a, uh, it's, it's a team I have loved for so long. And uh, I, I, I was really starting to feel like we talked about this on the PHNX sports show. You, you just, you, you just couldn't help but feel like things were going too well. And of course, eventually <laughs> the, the other shoe did drop. That's, that's exactly right. Well, um, <laughs> I don't think I can put it any better. Uh, we're hopeful that Cherson Sussell will be released from her curse uh, upwards of the next 24 to 48 hours. But I if not, terrified. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Low tone Capone, cold 40 ounce of old English chef's kiss. Uh, nothing wrong with that, brother. Uh, that's, that's good. In stuff, the brown bag. Man. You have to, it has that's, to be in a brown bag. That's right. Yes. Uh, Frankie asks, is PHNX doing anything for the car, uh, Cowboys game in Arlington? Uh, Cheerson and I will be there. Our flights get in. Frankie, uh, late Saturday night. So unfortunately, we can't do anything Saturday. Sunday, she and I will be up bright and early um, to do some fun stuff before the game, which has an afternoon kickoff. So maybe we can get into some shenanigans Sunday morning. Will the will the Bird Gang Travel Club be out there by chance? They will. They're actually holding a special New Year's Eve party. So if you're in the nice. area and want to check that out, I know they've got tickets on sale for that. Uh, and then, you know, if you if you see Cheerson and I out, stop, say hello. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, we'll be hanging out before, after the game, have wall-to-wall coverage for you, as will our PHNX tailgate show Sunday morning with the group, uh, which, Derek, who knows, you might get recruited to be on that at this point. Yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my friend, and thank you to all of you no listening to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Again, be sure, like, and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the continued engagement. Check us out on YouTube, PHNX Sports, and gophnx.com. We'll be back in studio tomorrow. Myself, Cheerson Sousson, Cardinal great Frank Sanders, 530. We'll see you tomorrow.